You're listening to Moving Forward with Dr. Lynn Swanner. Today's podcast is part of the Flourishing Leaders series, where we explore ways to transform your school community. This podcast is a production of the Association of Christian Schools International. Listen and learn more about flourishing at blog.acsi.org. Today's podcast features Andrew Newman, Executive Chair and CEO of Open Sky Education, and I'm grateful to have Andrew with me today to talk about the Flourishing Schools construct of resource constraints where leaders believe we could be more effective as a school if not for fiscal constraints. We lack the resources we need to make changes in our school. And our book, The Mind Shift Catalyzing Change in Christian Education actually features Open Sky as an education case study in the chapter from scarcity to abundance. So I'm really excited to ask Andrew a few questions about Open Sky's work and really kind of dive into how the Christian school sector can move from that scarcity to abundance mindset when it comes to resources and reaching more children with Christian education. So welcome, Andrew. Thanks, Lynn. So to start off, can you share a little bit about Open Sky's story and why this construct, this idea of moving from a scarcity to abundance mindset is important to you? Sure. Um, so we began really uh, trying to serve uh, children who traditionally have not been served in Christian education. So. Uh, there's a statistic out there that says that less than one-tenth of one percent of children living in the bottom 50 percent of income earning homes in America receive and participate in a Christian education and that's exactly who we are uh, serving as an organization so we began in 2002 uh, we're celebrating our 20th birthday this year uh, serving about 47 children in first to fourth grade uh, on the north side of Milwaukee lower-income families and we utilized the Milwaukee Parental Choice Program, which is a voucher system uh, to enable the funding to be there to serve those children. And today, our organization uh, now runs networks of charter schools with Christian wraparound programs. We also run, obviously, the Hope Christian School Network, serving about 3,500 children uh, in Milwaukee and Racine. Uh, and we do a variety of other things as well, uh, really try to, trying to utilize the breakthroughs that we see today that are creating abundance uh, to find new ways to create innovative strategies to deliver Christian education in really accessible and affordable ways. So can you talk a little bit about why you think it's so important for us to both individual schools, but also as a sector to, to, to move from thinking very you know, in that scarcity mindset more to that abundance approach. You know, why is that an important thing? Why is it maybe difficult to do? You know, this is one of the most frequent uh, areas of growth need for improvement in our schools that we see. So this is a fairly widespread mindset issue in Christian schools. So I'm wondering if you can talk a bit about that. Yeah, I'm happy to, Lynn. And uh, I'm just going to start by acknowledging what I'm about to say may sound a little bit insensitive uh, to the challenges that we're all facing in Christian edu education today. Um, the impacts of COVID are real. Uh, we're feeling that in our sector. Uh, teacher shortages, leadership shortages, et cetera. There are a lot of challenges that we face. So I'm very aware of these. Uh, we are working through these as an organization every day. And so I just want to start there by saying this is not to ignore uh, the very real challenges we face. But uh, to your question, sort of why is this abundance mindset, I think, so critical for the field of Christian education? I'm just going to step back first and start with what is Christian education all about in the first place? Um, there's roughly 2 billion children in the world today. Uh, and they are all deeply loved by our Heavenly Father. Uh, they were all created on purpose, for purpose, uh, and, and we have to share the heart of our Father. And if we're in the field of Christian education, we have to be continuously yearning to 
figure out how do we serve more and more of, of his kids uh, with a Christ-centered education. So that's kind of the driving motivator of everything that we do. And then uh, looking at where we are in the world today, it's just an exciting time to be in Christian education, truly. Um, there's a couple of major things that are happening that uh, create opportunities today that we could have never had 20, 30, 40 years ago. Uh, and we get to be the group that live in this generation at this time of these changes. So first of all, uh, the, the sector of education broadly, even beyond just Christian education, is going through a massive shift. Uh, we are shifting from what shaped education for the last century, which was really the industrial revolution, creating kind of a mass production uh, form of education. And we're now shifting into the information age. Finally, uh, we're behind most other sectors, but we're starting to really see changes happen in the field of education, uh, where instead of it being about mass production, it's, it's about mass personalization. And it's really opening up lots and lots of new opportunities to rethink just the form of how you deliver education generally. So that, that's one thing that we're experiencing. Um, the second thing that we're experiencing is there is just a uh, it's, it's, it's an exponential growth of new resources that we have access to uh, as Christian educators. So just a couple examples. Again, if you go back 20, 30 years ago, uh, you know, the internet was, was a new idea. I can still remember the, the first time I got, I heard about the internet and tried to get a computer hooked up through a phone line, uh, right, to, to an internet uh, source. Well, today there are over 20 billion devices connected uh, to the internet, right? So so you think about 2 billion children, 20 billion connected devices, that's, that's an emerging resource that we have to consider carefully. Well, how could we use that resource to reach more and more of God's kids with a Christ-centered education? Uh, second major uh, resource that's emerging in the world today, just, just recently, as, as recently as 2010, uh, there was less than a billion dollars per year being pumped into building educational technology and adaptive learning resources. Well, as of last year, that number is over 20 billion per year. 20 billion per year dollars are going into creating new educational resources, uh, all kinds of educational technologies, curriculum, adaptive curriculum, et cetera, that can be used uh, for, for Christian education or Christ-centered education. So that's extremely exciting. And then here in the U.S., we look specifically and the, the, the emergence of school choice allowing us to unbundle public funding uh, to enable that to be a resource that can be used uh, to enable families, especially middle and lower income families, the ones who have traditionally not been able to afford to access a Christian education. Uh, are, it, this is spreading now across our country. Uh, already, just based on the policy it's already passed, we're anticipating over 30,000 new fully funded seats per year being generated uh, in just a few states. And that's just what the policy's passed so far. When you look at um, how well school choice is being received by people from both political parties, by people from all different demographics, it's very likely we're going to see school choice continue to expand in the U.S. And if we get up to 40, 50,000 new seats per year, if you just think about the magnitude of that, we could be launching over 100 new schools, 500, over 100, 500 student big new Christian schools per year. And that would not saturate just the potential growth uh, of the school choice funding. That, that's over 1,500 to 2,000 new teachers per year. If all, if all the teachers stayed uh, in our current schools, just to fill the need for the growth of school choice, we're gonna need 1,500 to 2,000 new teachers per year just to fund that growth. So again, the abundance of resources, we could go on and on, the abundance of resources that we see you know, between the connectivity of the World Wide Web and the 20 billion uh, connected devices, the significant emergence of educational technology, uh, the growth of school choice. And the final thing I'll mention um, is that it, it is really, really difficult uh, to scale brick and mortar schools. Um, so for the schools that are there, 
and that can fill up existing empty seats with school choice uh, potentially funded students. That, that's fantastic. And that's going to really serve well a number of additional students. And it's going to really help a number of Christian schools uh, get back to a place where they're sustainable and, and so forth. But the reality is trying to add new Christian schools is very, very expensive and a high risk endeavor. So the, I thought of, you know, can the, can the field of Christian education grow 100 or 200 or more new large Christian schools per year? If you start multiplying that times at least a five to $10 million investment per school, the, the financial part of that really could be challenging. So the other thing that's really exciting is that as we shift into the information age and new styles of education, um, people are really accepting more and more new forms of education that are far more quickly scaled, uh, such as homeschooling. Uh, the homeschooling market has has grown uh, very, very fast. Micro schools uh, are emerging and growing rapidly across our country, et cetera. So even online education uh, is growing rapidly across our country. So as you start to look at those new adaptive forms of education, it also gives us new ways to take advantage of some of the shifts that are happening across um, our country. Yeah, so I, you know, you've been, uh, Open Sky has been part of our uh, a sustainability study in Christian education. We also have some schools that actually are starting charters, uh, starting micro school initiatives and things of that nature. And I'm just wondering for, for schools that are listening and leaders that are listening, they're getting excited. You know, maybe their, their, their view of what was possible was a little bit smaller before, before listening to what you shared. And now it's getting a little bit bigger. What encouragement would you have for them? You know, what what would you tell them? Here are some things to think about. Here's some some potential next steps. You know, as they feel that vision kind of broadening, and they're seeing that those resources might be coming. I think one of the challenges that uh, people that are exi at at existing Christian schools have is, you know, it's one thing to step back and say, well, great, that's true generally out there somewhere, but how does that apply to me uh, at my school, right? When my problem is X, so how, how do I apply that? And so. I'd encourage a couple a couple steps, Lynn, as, as you know, people think about how do I consider how to really utilize the abundance of resources that are out there to solve some of the challenges I face in my school. I think the first step is you've got to take the time uh, to zoom out before you zoom in. Um, and I, you know, I know because uh, I'm in the field and I'm one of those Christian leaders, and it's it's hard. You're really really busy. Uh, you're just trying to get through every single day. There are so many things on your plate you can't get to, and so the thought of taking time to sort of step back and see the forest uh, before you dive in and try to lead whatever section of that forest is yours and then start working on those trees is really, really hard, but it's critical right now. The, the world is changing so fast. Um, it is critical to take the time, build those professional networks, uh, uh, read you know, the, the, the resources that are out there, the publications, uh, listen to podcasts. You know, So wherever that information comes from, it is critical to take the time to zoom out and to see the things that are shifting around us so that you're aware of the breakthrough resources that are emerging and, and you at least have a sense of uh, what's out there that could help you solve your issues. And then on the zoom in part, uh, it is so important, with, with, and, and this happens, this is not just an education issue or a Christian education issue, this happens in business after business after business. One of my favorite books uh, was written by Jim Collins. Uh, it's about uh, built to last. So. After he wrote Good to Great, the question is, if you build a great organization, how do you build it to last? And the theme of that book really has a beautiful tension in there that I think uh, as Christian educators, we have to really hold this tension carefully. And that is, on the one hand, you need to preserve the core of your mission, your values, et cetera. You don't negotiate on that, but you also be willing to stimulate progress. And so that means uh, as Christian educators, you know, wherever God has called you and whomever he's called you to serve, really being clear on what are those very few things that we don't want to change? Uh, what are those very few things around your mission, around your values 
that are not changeable, but then holding everything else very loosely. And I think sometimes as Christian educators, we end up holding on to a lot of things that are not actually the core. Uh, we start making them the core and that makes innovation really, really challenging. So taking the time to identify what, what is your core that you're not willing to change, what's all the rest that is changeable. Um, and once you sort of identify and make that all the rest as big as possible, that opens up then the room for innovation. Then you can start to think about how you can leverage these abundant resources around you maybe to change your strategies within that will start to bring abundance uh, into the core of your mission. Well, Andrew, thanks for, for addressing sort of the individual school and what school leaders can do. And I think all that, that those insights are, are really, really helpful for school leaders. And I'd love for you to kind of just, as, as we go to wrap up, telescope out a little bit, because we're looking at the level of individual schools, but I know also you have a, a passionate vision for uh, Christian education as a sector here in the U.S., but also worldwide. So I'd love for you to just sort of close us out with some of your insights, telescoping out from individual schools to the entire sector. Yeah, I'd be happy to, Lynn. Uh, it is a lot different, um, right? If, if you're a principal of a single school located in a certain location and you're trying to serve a very uh, specific set of children and families that God has called you to serve, that's very different than if you're sitting uh, potentially at the leadership of a foundation or of a major association, you know, in the U.S. or, or anywhere in the world. Uh, and you have the opportunity to sort of assess where do we best align the resources, the relationships that God has enabled us to shepherd and to steward in a way that ultimately can serve as many of his kids as possible. And those are just very different uh, seats, obviously, that, that you're sitting on. So from that broader perspective, for those who are sitting in that sort of a broader uh, type of a role like that, I think it is so critically important that we recognize that the opportunities in front of us may be very different than the opportunities behind us. Um, so again, if you look back at the field of education, especially Christian education for the last hundred years, um, there are there is a form of Christian education uh, that is our dominant form, and there is a set of children that is the majority of the children that we are serving. Uh, and that's just the reality of, of today. But when I look, when you look through the, the windshield of the future, and we always want to drive our car looking through the windshield, not at the rear mirror. When you look at the windshield of the future, the opportunities, uh, it, it's, it's dramatically different. And that doesn't mean we can't continue to serve those we have been serving. We absolutely can and we should, and that's really critical calling. But there is a whole new world of opportunity opening up out there. And I think it's so critically important, especially for that group of people, to be aware of those emerging opportunities. And rather than shifting your greatest resources, your strongest leaders, you know, the, the majority of your philanthropic funding potentially or your financial resources towards maybe your biggest problems. I think there needs to be a significant amount of focus on shifting resources, time, energy, financial capacity, et cetera, towards the biggest opportunities of the future because they're enormous. And again, going back to some of the things I shared earlier in the podcast, looking at how do we le leverage the connectivity of the world in a way to reach millions of children? That's possible today, and it wasn't 20 or 30 years ago. There's all kinds of new strategies we have to think about to leverage that, that we would have never invested time or energy into 20 or 30 years ago, or this whole school choice uh, movement in, in America in particular, but it's not just in America. This is happening across the world. Um, so how do we leverage public funding in a way that will serve far more middle and lower income uh, families that we've been able to serve in the past. This is an incredible opportunity for Christian education uh, to, to be the hands and the feet of Christ and to serve a whole new group of children that we have not been able to serve as well as we have wanted to in the past. So, so my biggest encouragement would be to really take the time again, zoom out, 
assess where the opportunities are and put the majority of the resources, the energy, the time, uh, leadership, et cetera, into the opportunities of the future. Well, thanks so much, Andrew, for joining us today and sharing some great inspiration for Christian schools and leaders in schools and also leaders in the entire sector to move from that scarcity to abundance mindset to see those opportunities when it comes to resources and reaching even more children with Christian education. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Lynn, could I add one more note real quick? Please do. Um, biggest thing of everything we've said, uh, which a lot of what we just talked about is really strategic, um, right? But at the center of what we're trying to do in Christian education is putting Christ first. And um, God tells us that uh, if we remain in him and he in us, we'll bear much fruit. And apart from him, we can do nothing. And so more important than anything that's been said so far, uh, the most important thing, it doesn't matter what your role in the field is, a teacher, uh, a parent, uh, you know, could be a philanthropist, et cetera, a leader of an association, more important than anything, continuing to stay in the vine, allowing uh, God to be connected to you and following in his lead, understanding where he is leading uh, and first being a follower before trying to be a leader is the most important thing. And he promises that when we do that, we will bear much fruit. Uh, he, we have the most abundant philanthropist and most generous uh, leader in our court that exists in the universe. And that is the creator and the owner of the universe, right? That, that's our heavenly father. So just uh, would encourage something that I think we overlook, we don't talk about enough, the importance of staying connected to the vine. That is the central uh, concept that is the most important if we wanna shift to a mindset of abundance. And thank you so much, Andrew. And for our listeners, thanks for joining us today as well. Please be sure to check the notes on this podcast for additional resources and references related to today's conversation. Podcast notes can always be found on the ACSI blog at blog.acsi.org. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to the blog again at blog.acsi.org, or you can also subscribe on iTunes. While you're there, rate or review the show and spread the word on social media. Thanks for all that you do to move Christian education forward. 